A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, welcome to another episode of What's New in History. The future's a mystery, but what's new in history? This is Bernie. I'm recording from Scranton, Pennsylvania with our co-host today, Dan Horning. Hi, Bernie. Hello, Dan. Dan is, where are you, Dan? I'm in Stockholm, Sweden, and currently that's the correct side to be on of the Atlantic because you have these Canadian forest fires. Yeah. And they can't reach us. No, they're coming right to Scranton, Pennsylvania. New York City and Scranton, Pennsylvania. The other couple of days was like looked like Mars and New York and Scranton was like a, a apocalypse. So yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. But that's 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 how the twenty twenties have been. When when somebody does a podcast from thousand years from now on the decade at a time, the twenty twenties will be like all the plagues. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about AI, AI for archaeologists, and it's pretty cool. cool. I like AI. I've been like trying to learn it more and more. I will have you know, I did not use AI for any of these episodes that we're I'm recording right now. So this is all me and Dan, but um, and it's our actual voice. But there's, I have three separate articles here we're going to talk about, and so this is different kinds of AI for archaeologists, and it's exciting, I think. Because a lot of I think this archaeological work is, you know, really just tedious and, you know, not so, so much fun. So the first one is um, – these are all from um, Artnet.com. It's a good website. It has all different kind of archaeological stuff on it. And so this first one is talking about how they're using AI to translate ancient cuneiform. So – um, a lot of this stuff happens in Israel too. So there, are these scholars at Tel Aviv University and Ariel University in Israel, they're using artificial intelligence to translate the fragments of these texts on stone tablets into English. With the very, they say it's a high degree of accuracy. They call the project "quote another major step toward the preservation and dissemination of the cultural heritage of Mesopotamia." I think we said in an early episode that there are at least six million untranslated tablets. Who pieces? I think yeah, maybe like six yeah, million, pieces. Yeah, pieces, and they have to put them together too. We're going to talk about another a little bit how they're starting to put that stuff together too. 
Yeah, it says they found thousands and thousands. No, they found hundreds of thousands of texts in the last 200 years. And it's written in Sumerian or Akkadian. And there's a vast majority of them still remain untranslated just because there's so many and there's a small number of people who could actually read them. And, you know, they're fragmentary. And so cuneiform texts are polyvalent, polyvalent, right? Polyvalent, which means that they are confusing. <laughs> it means that there's a lot of ways you could say it. There's a lot of ways it could be meant. So it's it's not straightforward all the time. Um, even the names of people and places can be written as complex sentences. You know, instead of saying like Dan Horning, it'd be like Dan, you know, all these things and do two words can mean the same thing. So anyway, it's complicated. And he quote, he says, first, let me state that we believe that AI will not replace philological work, which is that kind of translating, said Louis Sainz of the Digital Labs in Israel. He's one of the authors of the study. He said, we just want to speed up the process. Our hope is that AI will eventually be able to help both Assyriologists and non-Assyriologists read cuneiform texts in the future. I mean, yeah, doing this research and stuff, there's a lot of lay people like me and Dan that like to read this stuff. I would definitely like to have access to that. And this, So this is just the latest example because we're going to talk about a couple other ones. Um, University of Kentucky researchers have an AI system to read scrolls from Pompeii and – um, there's also they're working on a robot. We're going to talk about that to like literally put together things out of shards. So wow, right? The last part of this article, he says, "quote There are of course limitations to the model. The lack of context makes ancient languages difficult to translate since we only have fragments of text. Fragments with only one or two lines are extremely difficult to work with for AI." The future will require more tools to digitize data, publish some papers to, in order to keep training the model and improve the results. Also, a user-friendly web-based platform for the public is important. That's cool. I mean, it's probably like a lot of um, – they'll maybe democratize it too, you know? Like, we have all this stuff. Apply the AI to it. So, yeah. Sounds great. I think it sounds great too. It's amazing how we're just going to, like, we might have to redo some of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we might learn a lot more about the Assyrian Empire. Seriously. I just thought, like, what if we find something else, like, completely different than what we said? Well, we'll come back and tell you, right? We will. We will. So, yeah, there's another one. So, like I said, there's, um, I told you I'll tell you about more. And this is actually a contest. You can actually get a hold of this. If you, anybody wants to know, I'll put, it, I'll put it in the notes. Maybe you can win this. You can win $250,000 if you're able to assist this superpowered AI in deciphering ancient damaged scrolls. So um, here's the deal. There's a cache of scrolls that were found in 1752, um, but they're still rolled up. So a team led by the University of Kentucky computer scientist Brent Seals is offering $250,000 to anyone who can, you know, figure out what's on these things and they'll give you the AI. So he's the lead researcher on a project that developed an AI system, you know, machine learning, and it was trained to identify ink on charred rolls. So using high-resolution X-ray images, 
the AI can spot the written letters and symbols on these fire-damaged texts. You don't have to open the fragile scrolls. I'll put the link. You'll see the scrolls are like, I can't even believe how they can do this. <clears throat> they're like rolled up and they're like scanned through them. So for this uh, challenge, it's called the Vesuvius Challenge Contest. And you will have access to the 3D x-ray images of the, of the scrolls and also the software that holds the key, you know, to find out what's in there. So they want to share the technology. He says, quote, We've shown how to read the ink of Herculaneum, Seals told the Guardian. That gives us the opportunity to reveal 50, 70, maybe even 80% of the entire collection. We've built the boat. Now we want everybody to get on and sail it with us. Herculaneum is the city next to um, next to the next to Mount Vesuvius, too. There's a two of them. They just, like I said, they discovered these in 1752 near the Bay of Naples. And they said this home that they found may have belonged to Julius Caesar's father-in-law, Lucius Calpurnius Piso Sassonius. You know much about him. I bet you know everything about him, right? Yeah, but let's save that for later. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. So, yeah, so for hundreds of years, they, they don't want to unfold them. So now if it goes according to plan, they'll be able to read these texts. Some are probably in Greek and some are probably in Latin. They've done this before. They've made some similar breakthroughs, like not with these Roman things. They were able to read 300-year-old delicately folded letters with paper locks. That's like a way you can make a thing. My friend who's a podcast group with this uh, secret scholar, she, she makes them. It's amazing. If you ever check out her YouTube channel. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Anyway, Secret Scholar, it's called. So within the library, they've already identified some Greek letters and symbols on the scrolls using infrared technology, and they started to decipher the text. Text. So this contest focuses on two intact scrolls from Le Institut de France. And for training purposes, you can also, and the entrance can also analyze images of three tiny papyrus fragments where the ink is already visible. So you kind of have to know how to use AI, too, I guess, to win the t 250 grand. 
There's here's where there is though. There's fourteen thousand ultra high res TIFF images of both scrolls. Each individual centimeter is captured in about one thousand two hundred and fifty scans. Um, they use this. I don't know if anybody knows what these are. It's a diamond light source particle accelerator at a resolution of eight micrometers. I don't. I guess that's high res. That should do it. I guess you. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it must be a huge file, right? Fourteen thousand high ultra high res TIFF images. That's got to be huge files. So, so the first it's a hundred fifty thousand dollar prize, and you have to be the first to read the four passages of text in the scroll, and then the contest runs through the end of the year, and then you can win an additional hundred thousand dollars if you detect ink on the three D scans. And the last quote is, "A human could not pick." This out with their eye, Seal said. The ink fills in the gaps that otherwise create a waffle-like pattern on the papyrus fibers. The pattern gets coated and filled in, and I think that subtle changes is what's being learned. So, like, yeah, you can't even see it. It takes a computer to, like, figure it out. Well, that would be very useful if it works. I think so. I mean... I was, I'm working on an episode for li- about LIDAR and ground-penetrating radar, and yeah, this stuff is really amazing. I think I really wouldn't be so hard. We have to hold on and keep this podcast going for another 50 years. Because <laughs> we're going to – I mean, even 10, Dan, seriously. We're going to start finding out some stuff. We really might have to go back and do some edits or, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Addendums. Yeah. All right. You want to hear one more that they're doing yes. AI? This one is super cool to me, right? Because this is like AI together with a robot. It's a new, there, this isn't like, I don't think it's ready yet. They're just making it. This is from February 2023, and it's a new machine. It's called Repair, and it can figure out how, like, um, really old fresco shards fit together, and it even has robotic arms to assemble them. Repair stands for Reconstructing the Past, Artificial Intelligence, and Robotics. Meet Cultural Heritage is the name of the project. <laughs> Let me say that again. Reconstructing the past. Artificial intelligence and robotics meet cultural heritage. It's funded by a grant from the European Union. According to the website, its goal is to develop a groundbreaking technology to virtually eliminate one of the most labor-intensive and frustrating steps in archaeological research, namely the physical reconstruction of shattered artworks. So in other words, this technology is, you know, designed to solve these really complex puzzles and the pieces may be like broken, faded, dispersed, all missing all together. It's not like one puzzle. It's like a 400, 400 puzzles all mixed together with missing pieces and nobody actually, you know, set them up so it would work. And so it could analyze all the different fragments of, say, like a really old Roman vase and figure out how they fit together. And then with the pair of robotic arms, it could reassemble them. Quote, we wanted to save archaeologists precious time that they waste on assembling fragments, which sometimes takes years and sometimes never exceeds, one of the finding scientists um, told the paper. So, again, back to Pompeii, one of the first projects um, is a pair of 2,000-year-old frescoes from Pompeii, and that's from 79 AD. So there's tens of thousands of the pieces of fragments of these fresco that were excavated from there, you know, in the volcanic ash. And they've determined that it's virtually impossible for humans to put these together. 
So they've sat. So for, these shards have remained in a warehouse for decades. And the team, they include experts from the University of Venice and from universities in Israel, the Italian Institute of Technology, and some other organizations. So they're in the process of training the software's AI by feeding it 3D scanned images of um, individual shards and then previously reconstructed clusters for it to analyze, you know? So it like sees this is what they look like and this is what they look like together. So from here, the program is going to begin to rate each piece based on its size, shape, illustration as pairs. I guess it'll put pairs together. Oh, I see, yeah. So like if it gets two together, then you get two, it gets two together. Oh, that's clever. It's how you build a puzzle, right? Yeah. This is the great. This part, I love the way he says this. He's quoting this. If all goes as planned, repair will eventually be able to tackle meticulous projects almost entirely on its own from scanning to assembly. Our goal is to let the archaeologists return from the excavation site in the evening, toss all the fragments on the table, and the next morning receive the complete vessel after the robot has put it together overnight. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've messed with some AI pictures. Like, <laughs> you give it this vase, it comes back like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, Mount Vesuvius erupted in 79 BC. Yeah. And then 2,100 years later, AI came to Pompeii. Put it back together. And now maybe we'll learn a lot. You know what else I might be able to do? Put Humpty Dumpty back together. Yeah, that should be the next step after this. Yeah. I think <laughs> AI puts Humpty Dumpty back together. All the hor- all the kings and all the kings and horses and all the kings men couldn't, but AI could. All the kings, AIs, and all the kings robots. <laughs> seriously, though, I mean, I think that's amazing. It really is. But I, as I'm going through it, like now, I'm wondering, like, is this like BS? Like, is that sounds so difficult to make? I mean, I could see them doing the scan part to say where we go together, but the actual arms and putting them together, wow. Uh, that would be a test of robotics for sure. Amazing. So they say humans will still play a part of the process, of course. The com- quote, the computer will present intermediate results to us as necessary and will ask to consult with the human expert who will determine whether the result is good or whether the computer will have to be adjusted to help put it in the right directions. People have always built machines to help them in our project Autonomous machines will be helped by people. This reminds me too of when I was in, it just reminded me when I was in college, when I had my class on Alexander the Great, the teacher told us about, they had like the, I think Philip, King Philip the Great's um, like necklaces and stuff. And he talked, he told us about this Greek guy who he was like an expert at putting this stuff together, but he was like, Real dramatic, I guess. He would have all these like pro- emotional problems in his life. Like he would be like breaking up with his girlfriend and stuff. So they would just put him in a room with this like all these fragments, and that's what would calm him down. He would just, you know, he was like a savant that he could put this stuff together, you know. But that's like one guy. This is like computers that can really start doing stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that guy <laughs> at work. <laughs> just send Bernie in his room and let him do it. <laughs> But yeah, and that's what I have on that. Very good. I bet AI can be used for a lot of other history stuff as well quite soon. Oh, for sure. 
For sure. Like even like these – like, well, there's a good chance that on our China, when we do the episode on China in the 560s, the, 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 um, I may use a little bit of AI to help um, organize it. So Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an episode of What's New in History. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Patreon. And these, these episodes, by the way, are for our Patreons are free, right, Dan? Yes, that's true. That's right. We only pay for the regular episodes on Patreon. That's right. Which we appreciate a lot. A very lot. Check out our Facebook. Like I said, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash fan of history. A couple bucks an episode really help us out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Hopefully it won't be so smoky. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah. It probably won't be smoky by the time you guys hear this. God, I hope not. If Canadian forests are burning for the entire summer, that would be bad. They said it could be, actually. Could be. Oh, well. It's the year without a sun. We'll do a podcast on that next year. <laughs> the fires of 2023. Yeah, we'll do that next year. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Make sure you check out for our uh, regular Fan of History episodes and or what's new in history. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thank you, Bernie. All right. Cheers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fanofhistory. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.